0: Happy Mother's Day to everybody in here, especially all our moms, you know. Appreciate y'all surviving life of raising kids. It's tough. I'm only partway through it myself. I still have little ones at home, so my hat's off to all of you who have adult children that you've raised, you know, gone through. If you're a mom in here this morning, let's stand to our feet. Let's give our moms a round of appreciation because they are awesome, (laughs) right? And to all you moms that are watching online, maybe some of you are working today and you're having to watch this later, or you're at home, or maybe you've got sick ones at home, man, hats off to you. You guys deserve honor and praise as well, even though you're not in the house with us this morning. Um, We appreciate all of you still joining us online. So I'm excited today because, as we said, I have a guest helping me preach today. It's always so much more fun when you have somebody else to interact with. Than just standing up here and talking, because you may say something you think is funny and everybody just looks at you like, what? That wasn't funny. You're like, no, it is. But you know the person next to going to laugh because they know what it's like too. So I'm really excited. If you guys will, please give a big hand to my friend, Rachel Brown, if she
1: joins <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, Team Eastgate. How are y'all today? Happy Mother's Day. Yeah. Good to see you. I'm so
0: excited to have my friend with yes. with me this morning. So we have a really funny story that we wanted to
1: share with you guys this morning. Yeah, so you remember that one time in our other building over on Fairburn Road, we're having this prayer service and our kids got naked. Yeah, it's true. in the middle of the prayer service. True story. Right. So the nursery's kind of right off the main sanctuary in the other building and our kids were three at the time, so we're like, we'll just stick them in there. There's no exits. They can't escape, and we'll just take turns stepping in there to check on them while we're doing prayer service. So I go in there. I've got my littlest one attached to my chest, and I go in there, and I'm like, okay. And I go out, and I say, hey, KP, there is an issue in the nursery. So How <laughs> many of y'all know when someone comes up and says something to you? you panic, you know, right. like, I know for me, she's we at the school, the teacher comes, you're like, what, what did she they do? She was deep in worship, praising Jesus, and I was like, hey, KP, there's the issue. So we go in there, and tell them what we found.
0: I walk into the, the door, here's Judah, here's Abigail, standing on two chairs, plastic tub between them, and they are butt naked. Unclothed.
1: Uh, clothes. <laughs> no clothes. On them, and they both turn and
0: look at us, and Judah goes, But, Mom, I took my clothes off, and I looked at Rachel, and I'm like, surely
1: there's an explanation for this comment. Right? So they were pretending to dive into the pool that was the empty tub, and he didn't want to get in trouble by getting his clothes wet. So So he took them off, and uh, apparently Abby's a follower, so she did the same. She embraces
0: every opportunity to have just clothing on as just, possible.
1: It is what it is. But that's our mom story of uh, pastor's kids getting naked during prayer. We
0: decided every so, year for Halloween we don't should feel dress them up as Adam and Eve, too, after that. Yeah, animal. well, so, you know,
1: that's all good. You'll
0: know the backstory if you ever see them dressed up that way. There you go. But parenting really can have, it has its fun moments. It's one of the most rewarding mm-hmm. things on the planet. But it can also be challenging. So yes, we've got a really awesome sure. message for you guys this morning. And listen, don't tune us out if you're not a mom. The, the principles we're going to teach you this morning carry across everybody in here, whether you're a kid, an adult, man, woman, it doesn't matter. Absolutely. So are you ready to jump into this this morning? Let's do it. All right. We invite hey you guys, guys to hang out. We're going to sit in these chairs. We're going to have some fun this morning. The first thing we want to share with you, if you want to have a successful life walking with God, is you have to understand that your identity is found in Christ. Now, that's a very churchy phrase. So, if you're not a churchy person, you may go, "What does that even mean?" So, Rachel, can you explain just what that actually like means? Right.
1: So, your identity in Christ—that's who you are in Jesus. We get so caught up in this world. We're so busy in this world of, "I'm a mom. I'm a dad. I'm a teacher. I work at this place. I work with numbers. I do this. I do that." But Your identity is who you are in Christ, and that's the one that should matter the most. And the Bible's riddled with all the different things that you are in Jesus. And we wanted to hit on um, a couple that we feel are the most important, that anybody can apply to your life and think about when you're having a tough time, especially us moms. The first one the Bible is very clear about is that you are forgiven. It's part of your identity in Christ. You are forgiven. Psalms 103.12 talks about he's removed our sins as far from us as the east is from the west. And I don't know if you guys are caught up on your geography, but that just doesn't make any sense. There's the east and the west. They don't meet. Like, so obviously they're far apart, but that's how far God has taken our sin away from us. When he died for us, all of it is gone. Your whole sin, not part of it, not half of it your whole sin, your whole shame, your whole past, your whole embarrassment. Because listen, I've done a lot of embarrassing things in the past and I will lay in my bed and I will think about third grade 20 something years ago and I'm like, oh my God, Rachel, that was so stupid. Why did you do that? I'll probably do that after this conversation here tonight. And I I have a lot of shame and embarrassment about things because I'm awkward. Spoiler alert if you don't know that. But it's all on the cross. Your shame, your embarrassment, your sin... All of it is there on the cross. And not only does it stop there and God say, you're forgiven, I've taken away your sin, but you're also a new person. You don't have to sit there and wallow in your past and, and constantly think about all the things that you've done. You're a new person. And the Bible says that in 2 Corinthians 5:17 that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and a new life has begun. So you can rest assured that not only are you forgiven and it's all on the cross, but you're a new person. You can start anew and go forward in your identity in Christ. The Bible is also clear that you are loved. So in John 3, 16, it says, for this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. And I don't know about you. I grew up in church. I grew up memorizing this verse. It's kind of the first verse uh, a lot of us teach our kids, the first ones that they learn in children's church or what have you, but as a kid I didn't really understand the gravity of God gave his only son so that we could live with him. Understand the gravity of sacrificing his child for other people who might not accept him, who might not live their life worthy of having a savior die for him. And I have to be honest with you, I can't even think about it and fathom it because I get my feelings hurt when my kid's dad disciplines them right Mm -hmm. so like my kids are going at it they're punching each other in the face you know throwing knives whatever (laughs) it is that they're doing and their dad gets onto them and I'm like wait a minute wait a minute Why why are you getting onto my babies right you know so I can't even imagine sacrificing my son or my daughter for other people so the gravity of Jesus gave up his son so that we can live with him, and not only did he do that, not only did he say, I'm going to give up my son because I love you so much, he also continues in the Bible that nothing can take that love away from you, no matter what you do. Romans 8:38. I'm going to try not to weep hysterically, says, I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, nor angels or demons, and get this, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God. Nothing can take that love away from us. He sacrificed his son. He forgave our sins, but nothing can take that away. We can't even take that away from ourselves by worrying about tomorrow. So guys, remember that you are loved and nothing can take that from you. But not only that, you are a conqueror. You're an overcomer in Jesus. You're not a failure. You're not your past. You're not all those things that you've done before. You are an overcomer. You are a conqueror. And the Bible tells us in 1 John 5, 4, that every child of God defeats this evil world, and we achieve this victory through our faith. So we are overcomers and conquerors of the evil world. What's the evil world? I'll tell you what it is for me. Fear, anxiety, shame. You've seen lies of other people, the lies of the devil. All of that's the evil of the world for me. You get so caught up in all those things, it's not like devils coming up out the ground and trying to attack me with their pitchforks. It's the little things in life, anxiety, fear. And we can overcome that because we're forgiven, we're loved, and the Bible says we are conquerors and we are overcomers by our word and by our faith. So I want you guys to remember that today. You are loved you are forgiven, and you are an overcomer. You can overcome these things. God shed his blood for us so that we can overcome.
0: So powerful. Yes. Is um, hey, we like it when y'all preach with us. So come yeah, on with that. come yeah. on. Come tell together. us. Yeah, yeah. I, forgot. I got a mic on today, so I got to be careful. But <laughs> he didn't do all these things. He didn't forgive us, love us, make us more than conquerors without giving us a purpose in this life. Yes. So you, have a purpose okay you have all of these things and god has a purpose for your life for you to fulfill okay mm-hmm. nobody else can fulfill that but you you have a purpose in ephesians 2 10 it says for we are god's masterpiece yes. he has created us anew in christ jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago yes he planned them long ago before you were ever born mm-hmm. yeah. he had a plan for you in, in your life and he knew we'd make mistakes that's why he said, hey, I've forgiven you. I sent you Son as your savior. You know, I love you no matter what you do. I love you. Nothing can separate you from that. He has a purpose for your life. So understand all these things and know that he has a purpose. Okay. So I love a good Pinterest fail. Right? Yeah. Because I, I like to make things myself, right? <laughs> I I look at something in the store and I go, I can totally make that. It's gonna cost me way more time and yes. way more money, but i can make that. So I want to walk through some Pinterest-filled pictures <laughs> with you guys today and to make a point. i come out here so I can see them. So show me the first one. Alright, someone made this beautiful Spongebob cake on the left and then somebody else tried Did to do that. Did not. And it looks like Spongebob <laughs> got run over or something there. It's a little creepy. Alright, let's see the next one. <laughs> Alright, the kids already started in on the second cake, I think. You know, we got this cool little cookie monster one, and then down below, it's like, what happened? His eyes, like, laying on the ground, you know? Like, one of them came out okay, the other one just failed. So what's the next one? This one is so creepy. Like, I think they got grandma's dentures or something and stuck them up in there, and you got this cute little hedgehog on the top, and then the bottom's like, what is that? That's the stuff that nightmares are made of. All right, what's the next one? Oh, this is beautiful. I love this cake. It's beautiful. And then the one on the right is kind of like, well, that's so sad. And it looks more like a a narwhal horn. Have you ever seen a real narwhal? You see all these cute little stuffed ones. My youngest daughter loves narwhals. But a real narwhal, they're not very pretty at all. And It looks more like a narwhal horn instead of this lovely twisty unicorn horn there. All right, the next one. All right, nailed it.
1: (laughs) Nailed it. Little Mermaid here has
0: got a goatee and a mustache. She looks like she's she's had a little too much substance abuse going on. No, in this she's one. just a mom.
1: Just she's a mom. A mom. On, a,
0: on a Friday, waiting for the end of the day, right? You know? Yep. Here is my point in showing you guys these. Okay, God sees us as the one, the picture, and the images on the left. The beautiful. Here's my masterpiece. That yes. I made. This is how I see you. It doesn't matter how many mistakes you make. But we have a tendency to see every flaw, every mistake, everything. And we view ourselves as the one on the right. The, the worn out, <laughs> addicted, <laughs> Friday afternoon mom, you know, little mermaid on the side. He says, I don't care what you've done. This is how I see you. Yeah. You know, he looks at us that way. And we have a tendency to get so caught up in all the things we do wrong and all the mistakes. You know, you look at your kid apparently throwing knives through the house in your house. Um, we've done some crazy, I don't think my kids have ever thrown knives, but I'm sure I can match you on some of the stories.
1: Well, you know. <laughs>
0: Psalm 139, 14 says, I love this verse, I praise you because I'm fearfully yes. and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful, I know that full well, okay? Saying, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made by you, your works are wonderful, okay? He's saying that to us, I made you you're wonderful
1: yes because okay. he made us in his own image absolutely So, how could we be a failure if we're made in God's own image
0: right I know it's so true so I, I want to encourage you guys man see yourself today how God sees you yes. you know, not not the way take that little filter that little lens off your eyes and see yourself the way that God sees you.
1: Yes, he really does see us as a masterpiece, guys. And these are just a few things that we picked out. The Bible, like I said, is riddled with all the things that we are in Jesus and who you are, your identity in Christ, you're loved, you're forgiven, you're a conqueror, you have a purpose. But the Bible is also very clear that we have an enemy. We have Mm. the devil, Satan. Um, this, this evil roaming through the earth entity is very real and his sole purpose is to kill, steal, and destroy our identity. That's his sole purpose. He's out there to steal our identity in Christ, take away who we are in Jesus. One of the big ways that he does that, I know it's something I struggle with, is the comparison game.
0: Oh man, this is a hugely successful tactic of the enemy, Okay. I've been wrapped up in this for most Mm -hmm. of my life, you know, and I feel like only over the past few years have I really started to get, you know, control over this, and sometimes I still have my moments, but we get so caught up in comparing Mm ourselves to somebody else that we see, we see, and we see their highlight reel, you know, you don't see, you're not walking in anybody else's shoes. So you can't know what they've walked through or what they've done. We see all the good. We see the beautiful out there, you know, sitting there. Everybody in their pretty dresses, you know, mm-hmm. and all that. We didn't know what it took to get everybody dressed this morning, The 15, you know?
1: the 15 different pre
0: shots before right. that one. But we compare ourselves with other people's clothes, their hair, mm-hmm. their success in our eyes, you know, their status and life, how much money they have, where their kids go to school, what kind of cars they drive. We can get so wrapped up in these things or be like, hey, Rachel and Kelly can get on the stage and do this. Look, like, let me tell you, it took a long process to get me to mm-hmm. this point where I could sit up here and do this. We get so caught up in this, this comparison game in life. Um, we want to take a second and just show you. We've got Rachel and I up here. We're sharing some really awesome principles with you this morning, but we also want to share a little bit about, you know, our differences. Our so, differences. Like, I've got tea in my cup this morning. What do you have? Obviously, coffee. Obviously, coffee. Obviously,
1: most of y'all are probably in the Rachel
0: boat on this one. Unfortunately, and it's cold, but I I'm still like. a coffee person. Coffee, I'm 100%. I put a lid on mine so it would stay. It um, would stay warm. So our,
1: the way we prepped, you know, Listen, for today. They're all nice and neat and typed out and pretty, and I sit in front of the computer and I pray the Holy Spirit comes through my fingers and I type <laughs> these beautiful, eloquent notes. And Pastor Kelly, on the other hand. I brought mine to show you because they all finished and nice finished on here. She finished it and made it neat. But Look she's there. got some handwritten notes. she got some half-type <laughs> notes. Um, they're all out of order with misnumbered, mislabeled all the way through. Um, but it all yeah. came together. But then it all came together. All came and I together. like to just keep it in its neat little boxes. That's how my brain works.
0: We have different mottos for being yes. moms, too, so what's yours in life? My
1: entire parenting repertoire can be summed up in, if it doesn't cause physical or moral harm, let them do it. It's fine. Well, Kelly's my, on the mine's other a
0: two-part one. It says, mine's either when my kids do something, it's a sign of intelligence or it's building their immune system. So if it's something that goes in their mouth or something else, build their immune system i've had my kids do some weird things okay and someone will go you know that's a sign of intelligence and i i roll with it i don't research it i don't look it up i just claim it and go with it so whatever you see my kids doing just say it's a sign of
1: intelligence or it's building their immune system well sometimes you know my kids are friends with pastor kelly's kids so sometimes a little bit of physical harm can increase their intelligence their immunity. So it just kind of depends on what's going down. I mean, throwing knives, that's a little different. You know, licking the floor, not my preference, but it could build your immunity. Build, definitely building the immunity. You know, it is what it is.
0: <laughs> Anyways, we're, <laughs> the point is we're all different. We all look at things differently. We all mm-hmm. View things differently, and it's really cool because God made us this way. Mm -hmm. All right, how boring would it be if we weren't?
1: Well, she's not as weird as me, so
0: (laughs) so not true. It is so not true. All right, let's take a look at Romans twelve four through six. It says, "For just as each one of us has one body with many members, Mm -hmm. and these members do not all have the same functions, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts." according to the grace given to each of us we have different gifts God created us to be have different gifts I mean imagine Mm -hmm. if each one of us was supposed to carry the weight of every situation every type of circumstance in life we'd we'd be dead we just we just just explode you know Mm -hmm. it's too much to go through God made us all different He gave us all different giftings you know Rachel and I have uh, much different giftings Mm -hmm. you know she does the
1: kids that's not my ministry (laughs) and being funny, but it's true. She has that gift and that calling, and I don't. So I don't you better be glad. So it's all you be glad that enough. I don't. <laughs> so
0: we're safe. We're safe. Um, as the leadership team, we're reading a book um, by a gentleman named Rob Floyd and he had a really cool quote in there. It says, don't embrace God's plan for somebody else's oh, life. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man. Let's just sit on that for a minute. Mm-hmm. Don't embrace God's plan for somebody else's life. You are the only one who can fulfill that plan in your life. Yes. Only you. You can't fulfill anybody else's plan for their life. If mm-hmm. I try to be Rachel, I'm like, oh, man, i got to get these notes better, you know. I need to do this Rachel's way. I'm probably not going to be as successful in getting stuff done because I'm trying to be her mm-hmm. and stepping away from who I'm supposed to be. Right. Okay. Um. And James 3.16 says, For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder in every evil practice. Okay? Mm-hmm. Just think about that for a minute. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt said, Comparison is the thief of joy. Yes. You're not going to be happy if you're running around life comparing yourself to somebody else. All right. Galatians 6.4-5 says, Each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else. For each one should carry their own load. Nobody else has walked in your shoes. Nobody has experienced the experiences you have. Nobody else can do that. And you've not walked in anybody else's shoes. So you can't compare yourself to them. Yes. Okay. Um, So we've got a lot of scripture for you today. But, man, we love to cover everything in the word, right? Mm -hmm. Because um, it's just the truth. 1 Timothy 6, 6 through 7 says, But godliness with contentment is great gain. Or we brought nothing into the world and we can take nothing out of it. If you get yourself so wrapped up in what somebody else has, the nice mm-hmm. car and all that, man, it's not going with us. It's not going with us. Mm-hmm. You know, you can waste your time on all that, which brings us beautifully into our next point.
1: Yes. You guys can't compare yourself to others. You're not going to be happy. I can tell you from experience, I'm not embracing who I am, trying to do things the way other people do it. And... I wasn't happy I was completely miserable and I wasn't praying and doing all the things that that you should do and you can only do what God's created for you to do you can't do anybody else's it is for you but if the enemies the devil can't get you with that comparison game maybe you're confident in who you are uh, and praise God for that but another way that he can get you is by keeping you busy Keeping you too busy for your own good and not even with bad things you're working You've got kids you got sports. You got to go to the grocery store at some point You know you come to church you do all these things see your friends see your family those aren't bad things They're not sins if you will But if it's keeping you too busy to give you time in the word and time for prayer Then it's too busy and maybe you're even too busy doing things of God you are involved in too many Bible studies Maybe you um, come up to the church too many nights a week or whatever it is. Too many prayer sermons, too many Bible studies, whatever. You're so busy. You're doing the things of God, but you're not really on that relationship with him. It's keeping you too busy. You've lost your why, lost the purpose of doing all of it. And there's a story uh, for the church of Ephesus in Revelation, Revelation chapter 2, verses 2 through 4. And it says, I know all the things you do. I've seen your hard work and your patient endurance. I know you don't tolerate evil people. You have examined the claims of those who say they are apostles but are not. You've discovered they are liars. You have patiently suffered for me without quitting. All these people, you keep going, you're doing all the things you're supposed to do. You're involved in your ministries, you do all this stuff. But I have this complaint against you, says the word. You don't love me or each other as you did at first. So I read this scripture, and it struck me so hard, keeping busy, keeping too busy. Like I said, these things aren't bad. They're good. God gave us to them for a reason, but don't let them become a distraction. Yeah. Don't forget the why of why you're here. Don't forget the why of your purpose and that God loves you and that you need to tell others about him. Man, so, good. <laughs> so comparison, keeping you busy. There's also another sneaky little way that the enemy can get you with some fake news.
0: Fake news. Okay, so I don't know about you guys, but I am so sick of seeing this on social media. <laughs>
1: Somebody post something you hear.
0: Fake news. Fake news. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like a thing. Like, I'm, everybody's goal, I can catch you in fake news. The other day I was doing something, and I was not doing well at it or whatever, and I started, you know, getting in my head and telling myself, man, that was really stupid, that was dumb. You know, and then you start weighing over and rolling over all your mistakes and things like that. And then I stopped and I was like, that's fake news, Kelly. And I was like, it's really good. Yeah, like, <laughs> We sit here and we run this newsreel in our own heads of mm-hmm. who we are that the enemy has lied to us and told us. You know, looking at your failures, your faults, your mistakes. All these things. And you start to begin to believe the fake news without going back. And fact-checking what the Word of God says. Yes, forgiven, so good. He loves you more than a conqueror. You're all these things. So now in my head, I go around, and if I start doing that, catching myself, down, I go, "This is fake news, Kelly." So, and y'all Jealous. can thank me because you're all going to be you're saying welcome. this in your head now. Fake, fake news. Fake. News. I'm like, I'm so sick of seeing this on social media, but now I've like put it in my brain. But it is so true. We mm-hmm. will play that over and over and over in our mind, and mm-hmm. that is not. God says we are yes. he right. does not yeah. hold those things against us and we have to get to the point in our life where we stop telling that to ourselves over and over again and believing those lies you know yeah. they can even come from other people you know it's not always what we tell ourselves mm-hmm. other people can be mean yeah. you know they can say some things that are really harsh to us that stick with us you know sometimes they mean it sometimes they don't but stop allowing those lies to go over and over in your mind Stop believing your own fake news. It's like you're the reporter making up stuff, you know, in your brain. And stop believing the. You got ninety-nine
1: problems, and ninety-eight of them are completely made-up scenarios (laughs) in your head. So true. And that's funny, but it's so true with the fake news. You catch yourself, you know, overplaying those things in your head. That the enemy just sticks in there. Oh, you're not good enough. You're too awkward, you're too weird, but that's when you got to come back and say, no, I'm loved, I'm forgiven, I have a purpose, I'm a conqueror, I'm an overcomer, and kick the devil out, throw some knives at the devil. That's okay, Uh, just uh, not at other people, just (laughs) not at other people.
0: So we know that our
1: identity is found in Christ. Mm -hmm. We know that there's
0: an enemy out there who's going to try and steal that identity. SO HOW DO WE PREVENT HIM FROM STEALING THAT AND WALKING IN, YOU KNOW, OUR TRUE IDENTITY?
1: THAT'S A GOOD, THAT'S A GOOD IDEA, GUYS. SO HOW ARE WE GOING TO PREVENT THAT? BECAUSE GOD DOESN'T JUST GIVE US A PURPOSE AND THERE'S AN ENEMY. HE TELLS US HOW TO OVERCOME IT AND HOW TO um, KEEP GOING WITH THAT PURPOSE. THE FIRST ONE IS YOU GOT TO PLAN YOUR PRIORITIES. SO I had THIS PASTOR THAT I SAT UNDER um, FOR A LITTLE WHILE AND HE TOLD ME THIS. YOU MAY HAVE HEARD OF HIM, um, PASTOR JOSH PATE FROM Eastgate IN DOUGLASVILLE. But he told us this a few months ago, plan your priorities. And you hear all the time, or maybe you guys aren't, but my type A brain does. I got to do my to-do list. I got to plan it by things that are uh, most important. The most important things come first. So if the bottom don't make it on the list, it's fine. It's whatever. But he said, you got to plan your priorities. Plan the things that are most important to get done and then everything else will fall into place. And it's so true. The first one you gotta plan for is prayer. You gotta plan time for prayer. I'm not saying God can't hear you here in the prayer service as we're praying. Absolutely, for sure. God can hear you as you're driving down the road, um, on your way to work, on your way to school. But we're talking about planned, uninterrupted prayer time. And let me tell you, this is hard. This is hard from somebody who works full time, I've got kids, um, we're here involved in church, and now I'm working from home, it's even harder it's a hard thing to do. There's sometimes I only get ten minutes in before my ADD starts kicking, and it's like, oh, you got to lay out this for dinner. It's yellow shirt day at school. All this or that and the other, but it's still, plan time, intentional time to pray uninterrupted with God. Because Jeremiah 29:12, we all know 29:11. Most of us know 29:11. I know the thoughts I have for you, says the Lord. But Jeremiah 29:12 said, in those days when you pray. I will listen so be sure to know that when you pray God's listen again God's gonna hear you on your way to work he's gonna hear you while you're here and you're praying but plan that un- uninterrupted time to pray for to God and there's this book I had to read when I started my leadership about this guy that prayed for eight hours a day and that's what he did and that's not my purpose that is not my calling uh, and I joke And some people are, some people are given the gift of prayer where they can pray these beautiful, eloquent prayers to Jesus all day long. But again, I got ADD, so maybe five or 10 minutes into it, but I use that five minutes and I really pour my heart out to God and I listen to let him say what he's gonna say as well. So plan that time for you and do what works for you. I like to do it in the morning because my people are still sleeping. I used to do it at night after I put them to bed. Sometimes I used to do it um, on my lunch break at work. It doesn't matter what works for you. Is it working for you to do it in the morning, in the evenings, in the middle of the day? Maybe you got to go in the bathroom and shut the door and lock it and tell your kids that you're taking care of something. But you're in there praying, and you are taking care of something. Plan that time to pray in one-on-one with Jesus. Because James 5.16 also says, When you confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed, The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Prayer changes things, guys. So plan for it in your life. You also got to plan for worship. It's great to come here and worship. You should be here at 1030 on Sundays is when it starts. But also plan time to worship at home. Again, God's going to inhabit your praise on the way to work. He's gonna inhabit your praise if you listen to some music while you're in the shower, but I encourage you to try to plan some time to worship. Sometimes my kid come barreling down the tr- down the stairs when I'm 30 seconds into a two-minute worship song, but that 30 seconds, some powerful things are gonna happen because I'm intentional intentional about listening. To worship and worshiping God. Chains are broken, things are healed. You know, your purpose can be revealed to you during worship. So come here and worship together. There is a place for that, but plan that time to worship at home. Isaiah twelve five says, Sing to the Lord, for he's done wonderful things. Make known his praise around the world. So worship God, inhabit his praise. Let him know that you are thankful for him.
0: Yeah, and then we also have to, you know, ground everything and rooted in the Word of God. Yes. Because, you know, if we don't, we can be driven by our emotions. You know, especially as women and moms in here. Man, we're emotional creatures. God made us this way, and it's a beautiful part of who we are. But if we don't keep ourselves mm-hmm. grounded in the Word of God, we can tend to let that get a little out of control and run wild with it. Psalm 119, 10 and 11 says, I seek you with all my heart. Do not let me stray yes. you from your commands. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Because you take it, you spend that time in there. You hide the word in your heart. You know it, man. Getting that, And back to what Rachel mm-hmm. said, that undistracted time. Yes, And it's hard as a parent. Like she it's said, man, hard. it'll be a Saturday morning at 6 a.m. and your kid decides to wake up. Mm-hmm. You're like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> this is my time, you know? into it but planning that making those moments happen and making the most of them getting mm-hmm. that inside of you Galatians five sixteen and 17 says so I say walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh for the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh they are in conflict with each other so that you um, you are not to do whatever you want we have this battle going on inside of us mm-hmm. you know we're wrapped in flesh And if we don't put the word in us and we don't spend time in prayer and worship, we're going to start living by the flesh. We're going to start going the easy route instead of saying, you know what? I really want to scream at that person right now, Mm -hmm. but I know that I need to have control over my emotions and I need to not do that. I need to keep things reined in and wrapped up. That's what the word of God says. Yes, I think it's important to
1: still do it what works for you. Pastor Kelly and I were talking I like to do our family devotions at bedtime before we go to sleep. The mornings are too hectic for me. It's just too much for our brain. I like sleep. I'm awake at night. We do our devotions at night together as a family, and that's what works for us. Um, well, she likes to do hers in the morning with the family. That's what works for them. Um, and don't get discouraged if you can't do it every single day. Sometimes things happen. Don't let the enemy derail you because you forgot to read your Bible today. You slept in too much. Do what works for you. Now, of course, it's our goal to do it every single day. I have to tell you that. It's our goal to spend as much time in prayer and the Word as we can. But do what works for you, and don't let that comparison derail you of how we do things versus how you do things. You're intentional, and you're planning it with you and your family.
0: Right, right. And the more intentionally you are, you find the more successful you yes. are. making to make those successful. happen every day, too. And as we're wrapping up this morning with our last point, we need to look to God and the Holy Spirit yes. for the healing in our life, direction in our life. All of our answers are found in Him. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I've just had so often lately where things have gone, and I've just you know asked and "What? You know, what's the answer? Yes, no, and mm-hmm. just a quick yes, no, and just being allowing the Holy Spirit to just lead and go because you know every situation is different, and some things are just so black and white in the Word of God. In some situations, you're like, I just don't know. It doesn't say how I'm supposed to discipline my kid in this moment, you know. But when you allow all of that, you know, that direction and leading from the Holy Spirit, you allow all these things to come in, you know, look to Him. Otherwise, and this is hard for me sometimes, or it used to be, I'm getting so much better at it, because I'm a very independent person, and I'm a fixer. Mm -hmm. There's a problem, I'm going to fix it. I'm going to figure it out, you know. That's just who I am. But the problem with that being part of, you know, my very nature is that, I can have a tendency to try and fix things before taking them to God. And I've really worked on this a lot. And and I've gotten so much better to just stop and say, God, what's your answer? Or for me, if you're like me, something happens and you want to pick up a friend or family member and be like, Oh, my gosh, do you know what just happened? You know, do this and walk through it and process through with another person. And God convicted me of one day and he said, you realize that you're going to people first. And I was Mm. like, oh, man. I am, I am, it's true, and so I would have these moments, and I'd go to call my sister, she lives in Texas, and I'd put the phone down and be like, no, first we go to God, you know, and I found that my answers came so much easier, so much more, and so much peace just wrapped up in that, Mm -hmm. you know, through the crazies of life, if we just allow that, you know, that emotional healing, you know, when you make mistakes to come come from God and through his word and all these things, allow that direction, all that, you know, everything to come through him it's all wrapped up in him you know the right path is wrapped he made you he knows everything about you he knows every experience you've had every Mm -hmm. pain and every hurt no other human being on the planet can know your exact feelings and emotions but he does and he knows what the future holds yes thank you so when you say hey here's what i'm feeling and he'll say look this is how i'm going to use it this is what I'm gonna do. Mm-hmm. I want you to do this next step because here's where it's taking you. You can't see where it's going, but I do. Yes. Because if you know, man, he doesn't always give us the whole plan. Okay, he almost never gives us the whole nope. plan. A lot of times he'll give us the next step or a little bit of a view into the future and we have to know, all right, where are we going with this? Where are we going? And you just have to be obedient and, and follow him down that path.
1: Yes, for sure. Guys, we we've joked a lot in in this conversation with you guys about your identity. You have an identity in Christ. That's who you are in Jesus. And there's an enemy That's his whole sole purpose is to destroy you. But then the good news is he also helps us overcome the enemy. God helps us overcome the enemy, the good, the bad, and the not so ugly, if you will, of your Christianity and your faith. But honestly, the bottom line is if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, none of this really makes sense. It doesn't make sense. You don't understand your identity in Jesus. You don't understand that there is an underlying enemy out there to destroy you. And you don't understand that you can overcome him through your faith in Jesus. So the bottom line is you need to have that relationship with him. Because in 1 John 1, 9, it says if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. So he cleans our sins, going back to that first point, you are forgiven. And then he adds those other things into it. You are loved, you have a purpose, you have an identity, and I can help you be this overcomer that you are. Yeah, All you have to do is ask.
0: It's so beautiful. And I want everybody in here today just to bow your heads and close your eyes.